Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Kane, one of the all time WWE wrestling stories, one of the all time great rivalries. If you even, uh, in a pop culture way, have ever seen wrestling, you know about The Undertaker. Well, that was one of his rivals. And he was uh, barnstorming Iowa for President Trump. He's the mayor of uh, Knox County, which includes Knoxville, Tennessee, we're told, and apparently always had a desire to be in politics, even when he was in the uh, throes of his career in the Again, WWE. another man is a friend of mine. He's another one I'm not going to mess around with. He's... Uh, Knox County, Tennessee, you know, Glenn Jacobs Un- goes by the name, goes by the name of Kane. Kane. Where is Kane? Where's the look at the size of this guy? Man, oh, man. Well, that's he's all thank man. you, Mr. President. Kane is right here with us in Philadelphia. Mayor Glenn Jacobs, Kane on the Dom Giordano show. Uh, Kane, Glenn Jacobs. Welcome in. How was getting home from Iowa? <laughs> it was a, a bit of an adventure. It's, the weather uh, here is not great either. We've gotten quite a bit of snow, and it's gotten pretty cold. Nothing. Actually, it's probably just an average day for you all in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, here, here yeah. in the southeast, it's a little different, but we're dealing yeah. with it pretty well. He's a pretty good mayor, too, Dom. Over on Twitter, yeah. uh, Mayor Jacobs has been uh, tweeting uh, videos of him driving around the cities uh, right. in Knox County, just uh, getting the message out of his uh, constituents as to where you can drive, what's closed down. So uh, great stuff there, Mayor. So, Mayor, I, I, oh, asked that, yeah, I asked that about getting home because it takes a lot. I've been there during the caucus or right before the caucus, not when it was cold, though, in Iowa. It's quite a trek yeah. to go there. What would motivate someone with this kind of background, this kind of celebrity, success as a mayor of a big place now? Why the heck go to Iowa to do what? <laughs> well, I have had a wonderful life. The reason I got into politics is because I want to make sure that my kids and my grandkids are also able to experience the American dream as I have. Unfortunately, that seems to be slipping through our fingers with Joe Biden at the White House and things were so much better under Donald Trump. And I just think that he would do a great job as the next president. So when you're out there on the stump, you're a mayor, Glenn Jacobs, they mentioned Kane. You know, I've interviewed people over the years. Some of them don't like going back to a previous life. I think you uh, rather enjoy being called out by President Trump as Kane. <laughs> well, you get called out by Donald Trump no matter 
what it calls you, I guess. Although sometimes it calls people not very nice things, <laughs> but nevertheless, it, it's awesome. And for me, I can't run from who I am. And I'm actually really proud of my experience in WWE. So when I ran for mayor the first time, we kind of made a tactical decision of what we want to do. And I was always like, I think, you know, we, we we don't need to run from it. We actually need to embrace it. Uh, so I, I've never had a problem um, with references to my previous occupation because I, mean, I, I think as WWE superstar, I brought a lot of entertainment and a lot of really a lot of joy to many, many people around the world. That's something we should be proud of. Oh, without a doubt. Look, I'm a fan through my sons. Dan uh, grew up with you, my producer. Can I just underline real yeah. quick? A commenter over on YouTube, Pretzel Time, says, Please let Glenn know I was him for Halloween when I was 11. My mom spent probably 10 hours making the outfit. The first time the family ever ordered anything off the Internet being the cane mask. The, the, run, uh, the love just runs so deep here. Well, I'll tell him I said thank you. I appreciate that. That's actually something pretty memorable, too, your first experience in e-commerce. Well, that's a pretty layered. uh, I've interviewed Ric Flair, who dabbled in politics also, you know, but Flair's character is pretty straightforward. What you did with the in fact, when Dan said you were coming on, I said, well, wait a minute. Isn't that the undertaker? I don't follow it as these guys did. I follow it through my son and uh, your relationship with Undertaker, who's arguably one of the 10 biggest characters ever was pretty complicated, pretty layered. Yeah, it was. I think it's the best storyline that WWE has ever done. It was kind of mythical, epic storytelling. And the the Kane character really evolved over the years, too, and went from being a silent monster in the end, actually with Team Hell No, uh, doing a lot of entertaining things and more of a comedic aspect. Uh, And then, of course, with Undertaker, I mean, you see his career and all the different changes that he went through. I think one of the most compelling things about the Kane-Undertaker storyline is everyone can relate to sibling rivalry, which is really what it's all about. (laughs) A little little different, you know, and you have two supernatural almost characters but nevertheless in the end it was a human interest story uh dan has a question for you yeah just, just yeah. a question because you, you're the you're the iron man of wrestling glenn you go back so far i mean with uh, al snow the stories of you guys on the indies and you were unibomb and i i mean isaac yankum a great character for a little bit and then it kind of uh, fell off and then you came out as kane was that an idea of your own to debut as the brother is that something vince came to you with or what, what was the culmination of that uh, storyline That was Vince's idea, and it's a very interesting story, actually, because initially they they just needed someone to have a match with Undertaker with Mark, and they were just going to hotshot the whole deal, which means it's going to be a one-off, one match, right? And Vince liked the concept that was presented to him so much that he decided to make it an actual long-term storyline. And the rest is kind of history, but nevertheless – um, in, in the end, everything that we did in WWE is a collaboration, right? And the writers are come up with an idea, Vince are come up with an idea, but it's up to us as wrestlers to make it work as performers. And the, the really cool thing about Kane is it, it really was a collaboration among many different people. I mean, Mark had a lot of ideas as well as to what the character should look like and doing all those sort of stuff. So just like almost everything else in life, successful things are a team effort. So, uh, Glenn, uh, Kane, when you see a President Trump up close, he's, shout out for you and all, 
talk about it. You're an entertainer. You're a character. You get taking something serious, a storyline. Talk about what you observe when you see Trump at rallies or what you saw in Iowa. People love him. He has an incredibly loyal base. I mean, the rally that we were at, it was still like minus five outside while that was going on. You had 1,500 people in the room, standing room only, and there were probably that many people outside that couldn't get in, standing out in the cold. Don't think you see that kind of devotion with many politicians or elected officials. And I think that President Trump has really tapped into that kind of forgotten man, all the folks around the country who don't feel that anyone in positions of power cares about them or cares about what they think or the issues that they're having and they're going through. And he's the one person that does. And I believe that's why his support is so strong and so loyal. I can't think of any other politician. Trump is one of the few of having a wrestler there, Kane, and being able to play with that and his audience getting it. I can't look. I love what Ron DeSantis did in Florida, but I don't see DeSantis mixing it up in this kind of manner. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. And I've had the opportunity to actually sit down and talk with Trump. And that, it's amazing because he's at the time is, I guess, last year, former president, still, obviously, president. And he's just like a guy. I mean, he's very powerful, very wealthy, all those things. But nevertheless, he talked with me for half an hour. I thought it was going to be, hey, how you doing? Shake hands, take a picture, leave. And he actually talked for half an hour, was engaged the whole time. And he come away feeling like hey, this guy could you know, go hang out with, right? Um, and whatever people might say about Donald Trump, he's genuine and, he, and he's sincere. And he doesn't put on the political fa- facade that so many others do. And you're exactly right. Um, he's, he also understands that this is a performance, just like so many other things. And he, he gets that and he's willing to embrace that. Now, as a as a wrestler, I mean, again, I've only observed this. We've had a few on over the years. Uh, Dan tells me, too, though, that you once set Jim Ross, who just seems like the nicest guy imaginable, <laughs> on fire and electrocuted him. Well, yeah, he had a barbecue sauce out at the time, and we were just trying to uh, really push that. <laughs> so you set him on fire? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, JR is actually very instrumental in my career. He was the person that got me the tryout for WWE back in the day, back in 1995. Um, that probably wasn't the best way to pay him back, but I'll always remember that he w- was hugely helpful during my early career. Uh, what, what's with the longevity, claim? Because I, I don't think there are many other wrestlers, maybe DDP, that have been able to do what you've been able to do. I, I mean, for as long as you've done, and, and at your age, still going strong. I mean, the recent matches. Uh, how? What, what do you attribute? Were you stretching in the locker room? How, how are you still going uh, on the professional scene? Well, a lot of it is just good fortune. God bless me with great genetics. My mom and dad are both in their 90s, and they're still both going strong. And also the fact that I'm a big guy, I didn't have to do a lot of the crazy stuff that some of the other performers do. And a lot of my, a lot of my thing was just people bouncing off of me as opposed to me getting thrown around and tossed off of high objects. Um, I got all the respect in the world for those guys. Um, and you look at someone like Mick Foley, who just 
put his body on the line oh, night in yeah. and night out. Yeah. Um, and the Hardy Boys and uh, and so many others. Um, and I just didn't I didn't have to take those sort of risks. And uh, I think that really did have a lot to do with my career on too. Also, I took good care of myself. I, I did stretch. I did eat right. And do all those things you're supposed to do. And I just had the good fortune also not to get a whole lot of injuries. Uh, if you really wrestled somebody. Uh, you know, who would it be formidable foe? I once interviewed Bruno San Martino, not in his height, but when he walked down the hallway, his arms were just in that crouch he had come in. He couldn't move them any other way. And I was walking up the other way, seeing him coming toward me. You know, he wasn't as big as you, but I mean, back in the day, Bruno San Martino looked to me like if this were a real match uh, and he's coming at you, that's trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool at the rally in Indianola. I got to meet Dan Gable, ah, legendary yes. amateur wrestler, one yeah. of the greatest ever, yeah. longtime coach at the University of Iowa, Olympian, NCAA champion, all those things. That was really neat. Of course, he Jim Jordan was there, and, and those guys were like peas <laughs> in a pod. Jordan's also a wrestler. Yeah, I'm yeah. afraid Jim Jordan was ready to go off the top rope there, apparently. Friend of the yeah, show, yes. Jim Jordan yeah. versus a Kane in yeah. the wrestling match. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But the, the two people – um, are Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. And oh, okay. yeah. two of the toughest guys, absolute toughest guys alive. Uh, and, and to me, you know, Kurt is the epitome of a great amateur wrestler. Won the Olympics with a broken neck. If you've ever been oh. in the ring with him, I mean, so fast, knows how to use your body weight against you, all those things. Just a tremendous athlete and a tremendous technician. Uh, and, of course, Brock just – the strongest, most explosive athlete that I've ever seen and the quickest for some of that size. Good stuff, without a doubt. So uh, you uh, return to the ring at some point, or do you run for, uh, what, senator from Tennessee, I'm sure? Oh, vice Trump president of Trump. Or yeah. vice president. Yeah. Trump says he knows the vice president. You could put uh, your opponent in a debate in a chokehold. So there's Imagine that. foreign relations, wear yeah. the mask, client exactly. would be great. yeah. Yeah, there you have it. I actually don't really know what the future holds for me. I, I am terminated, so I have about two and a half years okay. left as mayor. This has been a wonderful experience. This is a great job. Uh, but the future I'm not quite sure about. Um, I am incredibly fortunate and incredibly blessed to have been able to do the things that I've done in my life. And hopefully it has some options going forward, but I'm not sure exactly what that is yet. Good stuff uh, for your fans, for people here in Philadelphia. Where do we follow you on social media? Where do people go? So I'm on Twitter. It's at Glenn. That's two N's. So G L E N N J A C O B S T N. I'm also same on Instagram, and then on uh, Facebook. Uh, it's probably Jacobs for Mayor is the best to see what I'm doing around Knox County. Great stuff. We hope to see you in Philadelphia. If you're here Thank during you, the summer, we do a lot of interesting events at the Jersey Shore. We'd love to have you. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Thank awesome, you, Glenn. Man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Glenn Jacobs. Who knows? Who uh, He'll be out barnstorming for Trump, maybe here in Pennsylvania. Always something to uh, look forward to. I'm having a moment here, Dom. Yeah. This, is, this is like a childhood hero that you – I've never spoken to him. I was speaking to his guy to book him, and I was right. just gracious enough to join us. And, you know, you never know what to expect when your childhood mm-hmm. hero comes on. But what a good guy. Like a oh, fun interview, yeah. open about his wrestling and career. very specific answers when I asked him about people, that if you really wrestle, what it would be like. But Bruno, Bruno San Martino, because that's who I saw when I watched well before DJ Dan, was walking down the hallway. It was at the old building. He couldn't get out of that crouch. He's walking like this. <laughs> and his hands were frozen into it, the shoulders. 
And he's about 5'11", 5'10 and a half, 275. You think he's all natural? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 He, he just looked frightening. If they actually wrestled, I don't see how you could pin him or knock him down. Yeah, he's, he's a big, he's yeah. just a, a thick person. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know if I like and, to and use the, that and word. And the ears but... were beyond cauliflower. I mean, they must have, God, they just were growing right in front of you. <laughs> All right, you get in right now at 855-839-1210. Don't forget the side question. Here's a good one I saw on Twitter. Pennsylvania actually has gun rights. That's a big difference. Just think of the contrast of Pennsylvania gun rights versus Jersey. All right, if you're a fan of taking away the Second Amendment, well, Jersey is your spot. Good Wednesday. Welcome in. Yeah, part of the magic of Trump is the draw of people like our guest, Glenn Jacobs. You don't see this in other campaigns. It's uh, just a fact. There's an entertainment factor or a fun factor or the joy of the campaign. In addition to everything else. But the usual arguments are being made here. And uh, New Hampshire is going to be the tell. If Nikki Haley is close, definition, within three points or so, or actually wins, which I don't think she will, then you'll hear to continue on. But um, South Carolina, you would think her home state, she gets overwhelmed there. Then we're on to Super Tuesday and the like. Do we get to Pennsylvania for once? I mean, I can't say it so many ways. You know, we sit here, a major powerhouse radio station with listeners. And places like Iowa are decided, it's it just backwards to see this cycle after cycle. All right, so um, I mentioned uh, Davos is where the masters of the universe are. Blinken, uh, stuck there after a plane error. Uh, all these uh, masters of the universe flying in to pontificate to the rest of us. And the head of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce went nuts there, saying uh, the Belgian prime minister, who's now the presidency of the Council of Europe, he's saying that Europe is going to be on its own when Trump comes back, which is a huge um, uh, problem. The U.S., um, uh, uh, we're seeing this around the world that uh, we're seeing the uh, populist right-wing movements start to get people worried. This is the watchword at Davos, but particularly this uh, head of the Chamber of Commerce, Suzanne Clark. Now, her attack was more veiled against Trump there in Davos. Uh, She uh, said that, let's be clear, in a global economy and in fragile geopolitical times, it is in America's best interest for other economies to grow and succeed through three markets. Prosperous nations are stable nations. They become partners, allies, and ballast against authoritarianism. A global trend of protectionism, including here in the United States, puts all that at risk. To turn inward, to throw up trade barriers, impose tariffs, stop doing trade deals, reactively repatriate supply chains, is to inflict harm on our own economy. Now, we've had this debate before. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And uh, Trump is not putting tariffs on everything. I mean, I believe that that's a solid uh, thing. We don't want to smoot Harley. You know, remember that in school? They always talked about that and how that uh, we're not talking about that. But vis-a-vis China, Trump did the right thing. Uh, Going after uh, any number of companies who are not treating their workers correctly and have some kind of government advantage. People want that. So Trump is not anti-business, but he has a different approach to it, certainly, than does Nikki Haley in the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And people are fed up with being told there is something out there for them that America First, MAGA, is not the path they want to go. They're being told they're stupid if they think that. Again. One of the things that happened in 2016, you see these towns that once had thriving, um, once had thriving uh, economies are very good, but they were tied to industries that went overseas and they were undercut. And people look at this and think uh, NAFTA, for example, bad trade deal. We've been through this. H. Ross Pro, we're already back to that. But when these people gather in Davos and enough of it leaks out, people see this. And I don't know if they connect the dots, particularly with that crowd in Trump, but they sense that the Republican Party has abandoned them. The Republican Party of Mitch McConnell and the Bushes. Just think about it, how we uh, I remember in the election in 2004. People would call routinely and say they would crawl over a broken glass to vote for George W. Bush. I think, by and large, we despise the Bushes today. They're traitors on illegal immigration. They always have been. That's what they want. And they think that uh, we have bigotry. They're to the manner born. Both Bushes. One couldn't even become president. Couldn't even, only got one delegate. So Trump is a pushback against that more than just progressive ideas. And here's where I think DeSantis went off the rails a bit. I don't know what he could have done. People want Trump. But, and I wanted to talk with you about and see if you agree with this. He pinned it on fighting woke. Now, we talk about in talk radio all the time, the woke type of stuff. Like today, we might have a guest on California banning uh, tackle football for those under 12. But there's not enough there. That's not the secret sauce of what people wanted that is part of the package of Trump. It's almost too scholarly in the way that DeSantis approaches it. But DeSantis is the one who actually does get results on that stuff. But he kind of pegged it to that. And that only appeals to a sliver of people. 
a lot of the people with President Trump are working class. And when he takes on the Mitch McConnell's, that Republican Party, they get it. They're connecting the dots. Uh, Ron DeSantis never really said too much about unending wars because he was managing a state. But Trump was the first one to break through with that. So there are real things here that make this different. And the wall was one of them. Yeah, he didn't succeed, let's face it, that much in getting the wall done. Now, some of it is it tells you how difficult that is to do. In other words, the delay game in Washington is spectacular. But I don't think Trump drilled down on that enough. That would have been a tangible achievement. He got some of it done. 855-839-1210. Now in Davos, we have the Argentinian, the libertarian Argentinian speaking, though. He's about the only voice. Davos think John Kerry. Is there a more despicable figure, more out of touch than John Kerry, looking down his nose, eating his cheesesteak hoagie? Can you imagine? Is he a human? Yeah, I don't know who his advisor was there that said, go for the cheesesteak hoagie. No one can eat that, particularly taking little snippy bites. It gets all over the place. You can't be standing there with a suit on eating a cheesesteak hoagie. That was the epitome of the French-looking John Kerry. Is that the only reason you hate John Kerry? Is just his... No, it's a Vietnam stuff. <laughs> it's, it's a Vietnam stuff, Dan. It, I got a long thing here. You know, one of my accomplishments was I got tight with the Swift Boat veterans, okay? And um, these are the guys that knew the real John Kerry carrying around a video recorder in Vietnam, and they hated him. And I gave them their day in the sun here. So they were holding a rally down at the Veterans Memorial in downtown Philadelphia because of Kerry. Patrick Murphy, the former congressman, got in their face. So when Murphy then did his um, press conference, I went and interrogated Murphy. It was quite a uh, spectacle. To put it mildly, but John Kerry's despised for the Vietnam, what he said about Vietnam and Vietnam veterans, at least in uh, general, and throwing no away his one medals. politician anywhere in the world can undo what is happening now. He also said, I voted for it after I voted against it or the other way around. That was a classic John Kerry. He did get the nomination, but uh, that was about it. All right. Here is the Argentinian, I guess. President, they have a president in Davos, and he's talking about the elites and populism. He's got exactly the different point of view. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is in danger because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Right, there we go. Uh, One different voice. I was surprised they actually let him speak there. I mean, this is a gaggle of people wanting to dictate when they get together. 
what we're going to do. And the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is a perfect example. Lou Dobbs, who I'm great friends with, uh, uh, started uh, not calling them the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, just the Chamber of Commerce, because they're not for the United States. And this woman speaking there in Davos is going after Trump, is going after economic populism, something that people want. And this is really, really hurting progressives, the Democrat Party, who still don't see it that way. They want the votes of these people, but they don't like their values. So there's a a constant tension. Biden tries to play up the last uh, big union president. But even that eh, is showing the shakiness. And Trump has made the Republican Party the party of the working class. Rick Santorum, the book, Blue Collar Conservative. Not that those weren't Trump's instincts, but I think conservative uh, Santorum really coalesced those values in that book. And that's what Trump is about. And that's why we have the Nikki Haley donor class going after it. They don't like it. Wall Street Journal, they don't like it. They're telling DeSantis to get out. Why? If he stays in, he cuts into Nikki Haley. They want it to be Haley one-on-one with Trump. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. Tom in Rosemont. Hey, Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dom, and let this be the beginning of my campaign to try and be the caller of the year. But I know it'll take a lot of work. (laughs) All right, well, have you filed with the SEC, FCC, and everything else? Yeah. You'll get my bill. Okay. um, Here's the one thing. I grew up in New Jersey. I went to college in Pennsylvania and law school in Pennsylvania. So I've been in Pennsylvania since 1986. I am an expert on the main difference. In New Jersey, there's a risk of shark attack. Exactly. In Pennsylvania, none. No shark attacks. I don't remember any reported uh, shark attacks in the Schuylkill Dam that I have seen. I'm looking here at my board. None. Are there not grizzly bears in the Poconos or something? Well, yeah, that's no. totally different. I'm talking about sharks. Well, wait a minute. They, no, they, they have grizzly bears yeah, no, in Jersey. Bears. They have the bear hunt every year there. They're yeah. just black bears, not grizzly yeah, bears. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can outrun either one of them. Yeah, well, how, about, how about a skiing so injury? They, they huh? walk across the Delaware. Yeah. Skiing? That's right, though. No yeah, shark I, attacks in Pennsylvania. I, I don't do anything involving getting off my couch. So, no, I've never injured myself <laughs> skiing or anything else. So, very good. good and so, in the other point, the other yeah. point, Tom. Anyone who sits home because of uh, Haley, if she became the vice president, just vote for Joe Biden. Get it over with. Otherwise, stand with the party, stand with the future, fight the day. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, she became the vice president. I don't think they're going to stay home if she were the VP. All right, well, they better yeah. not. I've heard people who would. And well, uh, I don't, be- I don't believe them. Want. Yeah, I don't believe them on Baseless that one. Threats? Thank you, Tom. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, though. Nice. That's outside the box. No shark attacks in Pennsylvania. Exactly. It would be kind of strange if there were. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard of one. Yes, the aquarium. <laughs> we don't, right? All right. So 855-839-1210. We had some people they dropped off at the beginning. We may talk with someone at 2 o'clock out there in California who stopped. Well, Gavin Newsom stopped it because he sensed how damaging this was. 
that uh, kids should not be able to play tackle football when they're under 12. All right? Oh, David Levittown? No, no, no. Yeah. Manglemush on Twitter or yeah. uh, YouTube says, Dom, uh, you know bears can run uh, 40 miles per hour, right? You think you're that fast? I, I hear this all <laughs> the time. I remember we were it's trying to years. set up years. something at Andy's Diner. Bill Cornfeld uh, could, just couldn't take this. I wanted to have a bear race me down Ridge Avenue over there. It was denied. You really on think you grounds. could beat a bear in a race? Yeah, I think you could distract them. Nobody said you couldn't distract them, throw some honey over there or throw something some else, honey. and then run. I just don't believe I just a bear see you running with honey trying to throw behind you. I cannot believe a bear is running forty miles per hour. They're probably faster than humans. I get that. You really believe they're running forty miles per hour, as this guy said. Well, I just Googled it, and as you know, Google is right. the oh, arbiter yeah. of truth oh, yes, according to yes, that air traffic yeah, controller. Yes. But at thirty to thirty-five miles per hour, black bears, and I think that's what they have in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think forty. Uh, yeah. So you're still not running thirty miles per hour. Uh, well, for a short space, I don't know what my speed might be. With a bear chasing oh, you, there's you no might... way you're running thirty. Though. <laughs> like, even at your highest. Well, I Googled it, actually. <laughs> Back to the Bears thing. It never lets up with these people, pesky people trying to tell us reality. I'd love to hear Trump, you know, rift on a few things like that. The bear thing, backing <laughs> in the car. Oh, the really other day when he said, the, the Steve Koch guy, come on, the Koch, uh, he's, he's, uh, can't trust him. He had a skiing accident. He does an interview with Bermuda shorts on, and you can see where he has the cast on. <laughs> I thought Such that was a Trump move. That was right after he talked about nuclear war. He just goes on a tangent about shorts. Yeah, exactly. That's what the uh, entertainment value is. All right, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. You get on board. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero, and he's uh, got a big percent, probably eight percent, almost eight percent. Oh, that's it. Damn. All right. Oh, I failed. I thought I had a shorts clip there. Well, that's a buddy, uh, a buddy film going on there with Vivek uh, doing the introduction speech in New Hampshire. We'll see. How long that plays out? She's got Koch, who's a globalist, total globalist. Uh, he's fighting her. He's, uh, it's funny. He said he had the best years he's ever had under the Trump administration. He actually made a statement. Charles Koch, David was a friend of mine. Charles, I don't really know Charles Koch. I saw him interview. He had a broken leg and he had Bermuda shorts on. I said, if I had a broken leg, I wouldn't be wearing Bermuda shorts during an interview. I thought it was the worst interview I've ever seen. Well, then there was Dick Morris, Dan. Did you see this yesterday? Dick was on Newsmax, and this guy in his underwear just walks. Google it. You'll see what I mean. Oh, no. Yeah, this guy in his underwear just walks through the shot. Oh, no. Yes, this bald-headed guy, completely in his uh, underwear, real heavy guy, walks to the right of him as you're looking through the camera in the shot. And I'm thinking, what the heck is happening? Oh, wait, what? Yeah, it's startling. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Yeah, nobody has explained yet. I'm waiting for uh, an explanation. <laughs> and New Jersey breweries are now allowed to serve coffee, coordinate with food trucks, and hold unlimited events. You know, under the, since we're talking about Jersey, it's bad Pennsylvania, Jersey overregulation. They actually had to uh, tell the people that regulate breweries the number of TV sets and what was on the TV set. Uh, get permission to do that prior to this. 
So uh, it's sort of a great day for breweries, they say, but still Pennsylvania is much less restricted. They were allowed to engage in off-premises events, such as setting up beer gardens now, and they were able to show any sporting event on newly unrestricted TVs without having to check with state officials 10 days in advance. Can you imagine? You want to show the Eagles game. You got to check with some podunk in uh, Trenton about uh, can we show the Eagles game and get written notice 10 days in advance. Murphy finally signed the law uh, and says it's such a breakthrough. And that poor guy we had on a while back crying, I think it was over in uh, Haddon Heights. He had his brewery and it went under. Jersey, much worse. You got to face it. When it comes to overregulation, everything is regulated. Pennsylvania, thank God, not nearly as much. All right. um, Here's Kamala Harris on The View today. Among other things, here's what she said about the border. Line sex. Sorry about that. Here you go. Stretch fentanyl pouring into the country. Cities pushed to the brink. Do you think this is a crisis? And what is being done to address the root causes of our immigration problem? I think the segue couldn't be more perfect because, I, listen, first of all, everyone knows our immigration system is broken. Right. Okay. It's not the broken. The first bill that we dropped, the first bill that we offered right after inauguration was to fix the immigration system comprehensive plan to deal with the immigration system. Do you think they've taken it up? No. We want solutions. The solutions are at hand. But frankly, we're in an election year and the folks who want to return Donald Trump to the White House would prefer to talk about a broken immigration system instead of focusing on the solutions that are at hand and engaging in bipartisan work. Let's remember the days of George Bush John oh, McCain, yes. even Lindsey Graham. I didn't ask for this. Who, who, who agreed that let's fix this. Let's work together on the solutions to fix this. Yeah, but if and you, are you working, it, then it makes the Biden administration look good, and they don't want that. But what are you doing to work with Republicans to try to solve this issue once and for all? We offered a bill. We have offered Senate, that there would be, in the Senate, we have offered that there will be a, a bipartisan work to fix it. The, we, it literally was the first bill we passed. Yeah, and what's in it? Okay, every time you hear comprehensive, we don't want any bill. We don't want any solution and comprehensive anything else. We want to stop people at the border. That's all that I want to do. And we know to do that, you want to uh, plead for asylum. Then you're going to remain in Mexico as this is solved. Now, I would be in favor of putting in more judges there to make determination on this stuff rather than absolutely. And the Republicans still want to release 5,000 people a day into the country, the Republicans in the Senate. It ought to be zero. You don't get released into this company. You get your day in court. You come back when that day is set up. You don't go into the country for eight or 10 years and then are told to show up. No, we don't need any reform. And the Bushes and John McCain. No. I didn't we, ask for this. We don't want this. I mean, one of the stunning things coming out of uh, oh, uh, out of Iowa, and I'm hopeful that it's true, that immigration, illegal immigration, has ratcheted up into the top couple of issues. I still do not believe it's a bigger issue than inflation. And my fear is this. It's easy to pontificate on illegal immigration, point to the border what's happening. I want Republicans to dig as deep as they can 
to get as many real-life stories about the wreckage that Biden has caused by causing this inflation. All right? It's a real thing. We all know that it is. It's outrageous. It's diminished Americans and the decisions they can make. Yeah, the border, I get it. Absolutely. And I hope that that is going to be a prime issue. But I don't want to move off the ball. I'm not getting off the page because that's a sexier issue now. It's inflation to me. And what are you going to do to stop the crazies? Oh, yeah. I am scared as heck. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. God, you know, I, I misjudged. I thought that she was completely unscrupulous, would do anything to rise to power while being an empty pantsuit. But I didn't think she was this inarticulate, this unable to formulate any kind of structure of anything. She is. And uh, I think if I were in a debate, Dan, what I would keep on saying to her would be Venn diagrams. It seems to trigger her to do that cackle and the whole thing. She can't get enough of the Venn diagrams. You know, I'll answer that question. But first, I saw a heck of a Venn diagram today. What is it with the Venn diagrams at Kamala Harris? My God. Woo. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody says. We're strong. And today's that time of the afternoon. Producer Dan usually takes over. I'm going to send it right back to you, Dom. But just one Dan nugget for the day. Uh, Paulie Shore has been pegged to play Richard Simmons in an upcoming film. I'm sure you're ah, very excited. Check out Paulie Shore's Richard. I like Paulie Shore. It was, uh, um, what's the film I like? No, no Biodome? No, it's oh, way that's back. A great film. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Fargo really delivered the season finale last night. Josh Ham couldn't be better. And a crazy ending. The, the last part of it is pretty bizarre, but that's what you get with Fargo. If you've not been watching this year, each year is a self contained story. You can pick up on it. Wow. It uh, delivered. The so violence is uh, very, very tough. But uh, Josh Ham, much different role. John Ham. John Ham. Jo- John Ham yeah, is sure. a yeah is a great actor. I mean, he is. Uh, and Juno Temple's good. And she plays Keely over in uh, no. Ted Lasso. Plays Dot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah. Surprising how resourceful you believe her. That she is in this. So, uh, Minnie says, don't spoil the ending, Don. No, I didn't give anything. Oh, yeah. I just said it is bizarre. Just think Biscuits, which it's called, the, the final, so it's not giving anything away. It's called Biscuits. Uh, you'll see. Barbara in Franklinville on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Don. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great show as always. Thank you. I am calling from the Socialist Republic of New Jersey. Just to put things in perspective for you, uh, you were talking about overregulated state. Well, it's the Socialist Republic of New Jersey. However, I wanted to chime in on Cardinal Dolan. Um, when New York State, under supposed Catholic Governor Cuomo, passed the abortion at any time law, yes, and then the Empire State Building was lit in pink in yeah. celebration of that, I got in touch with Cardinal Dolan's office. And I asked why um, he wasn't being publicly chastised by the cardinal, um, excommunication or anything. 
And the answer I got was that we do not use anything like that to punish practicing Catholics. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that was as extreme as it gets. Uh, More extreme extreme than Biden, even. And Uh uh, again, Uh we hear all the time these challenges to the evangelicals. Uh, and mm-hmm. yet, these bishops skate free because they're doing the bidding of what the left wants. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Cardinal Dolan might be a very nice man, one to one, but he's a politician. Yes. And if you accept that, it explains all his behavior. Yep, exactly right. Now, he is uh, even uh, pretty funny. I've had him on once when I did the Cardinal show here. But there's any number of these issues they dodge, like here in Philadelphia, safe injection sites. Or abortion, and these alleged Catholics, Biden, she mentioned the Cuomos, the Kennedys, the Pelosi's, up and down the line. If you can both be seen as a devout or somewhat devout Catholic and an abortion extremist at the same time, you got the market cornered. All right, so it's 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. We're probably going to go at some point to California where we had this raging uh, story today of banning 12-year-olds from playing tackle football until Newsom jumped in and said he would veto the bill. And there's a rally going on. That's how big this cause was. Uh, we have any coaches or doctors out there? What's wrong with 12-year-olds under supervision, the right way to tackle playing tackle football? I wouldn't do it as a parent. But I'd let you do it if you choose. Putting an open challenge up to our runner-up for caller of the year last year, Scott Malaro, to give us a call and offer his thoughts oh, on this yeah, topic as yeah, well. Exactly. All right. All that going on. Great side question here on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3 from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.